listening to Taste Vampire, a podcast where I interview my friends and people cooler than me about the art that they make and the art that inspires them. I'm sorry, I suck. Like, I, um, you know, have had a ridiculous month and a half. I've had kind of an intense year, 2016, so far. And I've been really bad at putting up the podcast. I recorded a whole bunch of them. I have them. They're coming. Um, but I just my month got away from me, and it's, you know, at least 60% my fault. I spent the first half of the month just, uh, going way too hard, then I went to Miami, and then I had to kick out my roommates, and then it was the 4th of July, and here we are, halfway through July, and I'm hitting you with this amazing interview with Animal, um, King Animal is his hip-hop project, which is primarily what we talk about musically, but we talk about a ton of shit. It's amazing. Um, he's great. Um, and without any more of my blathering, let's get into it. For my hatred. Um, <laughs> that's the best part. So that's like, that probably helps. Mm-hmm. Um, want to introduce yourself and say what you do creatively? So. Hi, my name is Animal, and I create music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, alright, we'll keep it that big. We can get further into it. Um, You didn't grow up in Philly, right? No. Where where are you from? I am from Mississippi. Was there, like, music in your household growing up? Like, were your parents musical? Uh, My mom liked to sing. (laughs) My mom liked to sing a lot. Uh, she's pretty cool. So, I guess in that way, and my brother somehow raps as well. Interesting. Like, since, like, before me, way before me. So, like, we both, we both are into music, uh, whether it was rap or indie or all the rocks and, you know. Is your brother older than you? Yeah, about two years. Do you remember him listening to stuff when you were, like, was he sort of your first foray into, like, music that you liked? Um... Or did you sort of not listen to the same things when you were growing up? I mean, in general, I, I guess uh, I blame my mom because she influenced us most on what we listened to. Uh, what she listened to? A lot of blues, a lot of uh, southern blues, uh, a lot of rock. She listened to everything, actually. She was never, uh, you know, selfish when it came to music. She listened to it all, and she always played it for us, and she always sang. So I guess that was it. I don't. I don't know what. I had to be it, right? <laughs> Do you remember specifically anything that you liked when you were like really young of hers, like that? Like you were like, "This is like my shit." Oh, when I was three, I sung a whole uh, Joe Levert tape to my whole family, and a lot of people cried. So I guess that was like my first love because I was about that tape. Do you have a nice <laughs> singing voice, anymore? I didn't know that. Ah. I can sing a little. Uh, depends on what you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's like the first CD that you bought with your own money or tape or whatever? Oh, the first piece of music. The first tape I bought was uh, Outkast, Stankonia. <laughs> it was like 1999. <laughs> did you grow up in Mississippi or did you move, like, move at some point? Uh, well, I I did move. I moved a lot, actually. Uh, I grew up a little in Mississippi. Uh, 
most of my adolescence was spent in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, I did some Mississippi and then Kansas City and then back and forth between there. But from like, I want to say 11 to 17, I was in Kansas City. So that was pretty fun. Got the try to learn Spanish. <laughs> Is there, like, a large Spanish-speaking population in Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty huge. I mean, I've never been there. Um, like every other East Coast person, have, like, totally limited knowledge of the Midwest. Actually, my boyfriend uh, grew up, like, sort of St. Louis area, and he's always, like, you know, like, super, like, negative about how people from the East Coast act like all of the Midwest. Like, just, like, middle of America is the same, because it's not, but, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a pretty, pretty decent, uh, that's Latin American, Latino, Mexican, Spanish. What uh, kind of music were you into in Kansas City, like, that sort of mm-hmm. middle school, high school area? Uh, I guess I was into, like, I was into a lot of shit. <laughs> Literally anything that was on the radio that caught my, my attention, uh... Listen to a lot of emo, of course. Uh, that was just the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, a lot of, literally, everything on the radio that I could find. Um, as far as collections, I stuck with my Outkast. Uh, my first piece of rock music that I found was was Creed. Really? So you can, you guys can blame Creed for <laughs> how it turned out. I don't know how this happened, but cool shit came out of Creed. Were you in, like, a religious household, or, like, a, like, was your school, like, did you, were you listening to Creed because it was Christian rock, or just because it was on the radio and you liked it? I didn't even know that it was Christian rock. Uh, as far as religion in my household, uh, my mom is pretty, pretty Christian. She's a Baptist. She loves it. Uh, but as far as her children, she gave us, uh, religious freedom to, Believe or not believe, which was pretty cool. Uh, I don't think uh, if it was forced on me, I'd probably have a super hate for it. But I guess since I got to pick my own religion, which I don't have one, <laughs> I, I dabble through a different, a good, different amount of them. Uh, but I chose to not choose one. Um, but that's that's interesting though, like to have have a parent who is religious and have it not be sort of shoved down your throat. Like my family's super Jewish. Yeah. And like I like had to learn Hebrew until I was in like I don't know, eleventh grade and I like you know, had to go to synagogue every day until Ooh. I like or every Saturday until I um ran away from home in 10th grade and like one of my conditions for coming back because I like went to family therapy with my parents while I was still ran away and was like we're gonna negotiate the terms of my return (laughs) cause Jew I guess like Mm -hmm. it's like we're gonna do this like legally (laughs) um but but so like I'm like super I mean I'm not like aggressively anti-religion in the way that some people are like I do mm-hmm. think it's sort of formative but I definitely think I would feel more positively about it had it not been totally like rammed down my throat mm-hmm. aggressively yeah right but yeah. like were you playing music in high school mm. I was uh yeah I was playing instruments I was uh I've always been. Uh, a tinker with shit kind of person. 
So, like, all through elementary and all through middle school and whatnot, I was in, you know, various brass band type deals. What'd you play? Oh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them slowly. Uh, but I stuck with the baritone, and I I like the sax. It was like the tenor sax. That one was pretty cool. Do you <laughs> still play? No. Uh, I moved on to the guitar for most most of my stuff and then like producing stuff. I don't know if that counts as playing an instrument if you're playing Fruity Loops. Um, I mean, sort of. <laughs> Fruity Loops is free, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but were, were you producing, like, did you start playing guitar in high school? Did you go to shows and stuff? Or is that not really like a thing in Kansas uh, City? I mean... Like, yeah. what's the first concert you went to that you wanted to go to? Um, I went to a Warped Tour. That was, uh, I want to say, my first concert I ever went to. Uh, I got invited by a friend in my school, Steve the Hippie. Steve the Hippie, if you're listening. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Steve uh, the Hippie. What's Steve the Hippie deal? What's he all about? He's, he's, a, he's just he's pretty self-explanatory. He's Steve the, the Hippie. He's a peaceful <laughs> guy. Listen to a lot of Nirvana. Uh, love the... A lot of hippies things. Kind of like... Uh, I guess the kids that were hippies when I was growing up in school, most of them were just like classic rock kids and they listened to, you know, some of them listened to the Grateful Dead. I guess that's like the band for for hippies, I want to say. That's like the main one. Uh, but he loved like, you know, what the fuck? White Stripes was like his jam. He loved a lot of White Stripes and a lot of indie music, but he was like super hippie in appearance, uh, long black hair. Just kind of let it grow naturally, a little eh, kind of alternative pants. But he's, he's a <laughs> his dad was the, I guess he worked for Pizza Hut there, so he needed someone else to work with him. And Steve got to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Steve got to choose uh, a friend from school to go with him, and I, I was that lucky guy. Uh, I didn't get to see much of the bands because I was making pieces, but I heard a lot. <laughs> What'd you hear that you liked? Uh, who played that I like that I heard? Oh, this, this is gonna be funny as shit. Um, <laughs> um, Hawthorne Heights. Okay. <laughs> Alright. They were playing, and I wanted so bad to go watch them, and I didn't get to watch them, but I heard them. Uh, I know that was one of the bands that I remember. Uh, I went back, I think the following year with another friend that got me a ticket which is pretty cool and I got to see all those emo bands that I wanted to see so bad <laughs> I was jumping up and down uh, saw a lot of bands that I didn't get to think I would ever see or think that I would be into uh, like Jim Jet I saw Jim Jet uh, that was the first place I saw No Effects uh, I caught him on Don't Call Me White which is their last song hell yeah but I was running to the crowd like Don't Call Me White <laughs> Please don't call me white. <laughs> and then it was over. And I was just like, cool. I got to see no effects. Uh, saw a helmet. Uh, got to see, uh, well, so there was, there's a couple other bands. And from first to last, I saw them play there. And uh, I think My Chemical Romance, I saw it. Was it My Chemical Romance? No, Atreyu. Okay. I saw Atreyu. I think I seen My Chemical Romance too. I'm not sure. I want to say I did. Did you feel like you were like a punk kid or like an emo kid or whatever? Um, mm, I just felt like a weird kid. Because <laughs> like, growing up, I didn't have that many friends or whatnot. 
like I was just kind of by myself and what I did because I like grew up mostly in the hood and like a lot of people were not fucking with what I was fucking with like when I was like in Kansas City for the most part like we lived in the ghetto I mean the block was your family which was cool so they like they would look out for me regardless so if like anybody else fuck with me but as far as like music none of us like I didn't listen to the same music they did like I listened to the music they did but I guess they didn't listen to the same music I did so like, I don't know. There was all the the Kansas City rappers, like Fat Tone, and like everybody was big on Mac Dre. Uh, so we all listened to that together and uh, everything that's on the radio, of course. But I was listening to like Good Charlotte, Afro Man, uh, <laughs> Lincoln Park, <laughs> like, like all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, I heard Gnarls Barkley on the radio once when they first came out and I swear to God, I never in my life thought it was going to be CeeLo Green, like, because I listened to CeeLo Green, like, when, when he was part of, well, he still is part of the whole Southern movement, but, you know, he was, he was a cool closet freak, that song was, like, one of my favorites, uh, the whole Dungeon Family movement, like, I was big on Outkast, of course, uh, my dad was cool with that, I stole some of his CDs once, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was hard to fit in, really. Like, when I got from Kansas City, Missouri to Kansas City, Kansas, it was more suburban on that side. You know, that's when I started, like, fitting in because there was, you know, more people like me, I guess. Like, I don't want to say it was more white, but there was more white people. And, <laughs> and, like, and, like, you know, nobody was really judgmental of how I presented myself there. Nobody was, like, picking on me for no fucking reason. And a lot of people were scared of me because I was like six foot two in the fucking sixth grade. Like, <laughs> like you're not fucking with that guy. But, so you're just like the same size that you are now <laughs> as like a twelve year old. Yeah, just a little smaller, a little newlier, and a little bit shorter. And yeah, it was ridiculousness. Like, I was, I was like surprised, you know. Like, I was kind of shocked that people thought I was even remotely cool like people wanted to hang out with me like I'm like okay cool looks like I'm not gonna be getting into a lot of fights here <laughs> like, uh, that's how it was in Kansas City it was just like go to school something bad's gonna happen in class regardless I'm probably gonna get suspended and I'm, I'm probably gonna get my ass whooped when I get home <laughs> like, like or like somebody's probably gonna try to fight me on the bus or just like randomly in the cafeteria and like alright that's that like I don't know I used to have good grades until I was fighting people <laughs> I'm gonna be a mighty king so enemies beware, beware. yeah <laughs> it's Guala Stage all black. 
king, nigga. Better get yourself some goals. Cause I'm coming for that guap. Yeah, I need the whole thing, nigga. You be worried about them hoes. Take them shopping, I'll be in the studio rolling green, nigga. Uh, my whole style self-explanatory. Guala stack a dollar, but designer never did it for me. Yeah, you see that product never mandatory. Niggas in the kitchen whipping ramen, trying to sell their story. Shit, a broke nigga on the run-up. Stomping through the growth, snatch your gold, that's a come-up. South Philly cold, like we never seen a summer. Nigga get bold, then that nigga get done up. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down for a king, bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down, bitch, nigga, bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down for a king. Bad bitch in my sheets Ass all in the air Mouthpiece on the bean, nigga Call the girl for the three The way I'm living Got me feeling like I'm moving through a dream, nigga Lay the weed in the leaf Blowing murder to my head To the sky resting Keith, nigga I'm the one they wanna be If they talking out they neck I hit them with the guillotine, nigga Uh, I rolled up in the black denim Super slim, skinny, spit better With the stack in them Banty, dead boys, clothes, casket them Style so nice, nigga God had to rapture them Yeah, I let my chain swing, bitch On some wrecking ball shit I'm the main theme, bitch Uh, grow fam, still the same team, bitch And I'ma rep it till the reaper Come and claim me, bitch Bow down Bow down Bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down for a king, bow down, bow down, bow down, bow down, bitch, nigga, bow down. So you got into trouble a lot, like, people just, like, picking on you because you didn't fit in? Yeah, people picked on me for just weird reasons. Uh, you know, I guess because I was, I was like, a, a timid type kind of guy, you know? Like, I was just minding my own business. I didn't fuck with people. So I guess people wanted to fuck with me. <laughs> and, like, most of the time, like, I was just passive about it. I let it go because I didn't want to fight anybody. I never wanted to fight anybody. And... Then people would always just take it too far, and then I ended up fighting people. And then once I started actually figuring out that that's what's going to keep people from fucking with me, I started <laughs> fighting everybody that talked shit. <laughs> like, I got pants once in like sixth grade. Like the teacher, you know how like all right, the bell's about to ring. The teacher's outside the door ushering all the kids in and shit. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's one of those moments. So. Kids are flooding into the classroom. The teacher's outside the door. I'm not giving a fuck about what's going on in there. Uh, fucking, I'm going up to sharpen my pencil. This girl, she pants me. And I'm just like, uh, why? This is back in like Gene Co days. 
And I was like, why me? But <laughs> I pulled my pants up. And this girl has always picked on me. Like, she was big as shit. And she had always picked on me regardless. Like, she just liked it, I guess. And, you know, she sat right on side of me. Oh, she fucked up. <laughs> so everybody had their laughs, you know. I, I I chopped it up, walked back to my desk. Everybody's finally coming in the class. I go to sit down in my desk, and like, I, I don't know, something just like flipped in me. I was just like, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. Just right in my mind, you know what I mean? So I like picked up the desk and I just like kind of 360 threw it onto her fucking head. And that, that was that. I got in trouble. The teacher walked in at that classic moment. Of course. <laughs> and I was an asshole. I was a piece of shit at that very moment. Uh, so you flipped a desk on this girl who was bullying oh, you? Yeah, I dropped it right on her head. <laughs> she didn't fuck with me anymore. No more after that did she ever fuck with me. She didn't even look at me. She was like, he just hit me with a desk. And I got in trouble. I did like three days in in school suspension. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Sucked. I mean, like, I used to get picked on in school all the time, and I was just like, I'm not good at fighting. So, yeah. <laughs> like, just would, like, come up with these, like, elaborate mean girl revenge schemes on people. <laughs> like, I would, like, wait until I got, like, some piece of embarrassing information and just, like, leak it. I was, like, <laughs> fake friends with people who had been mean to me before so I could, like, then put their business out there. I feel yeah. like it's, like, yeah, I just, like, stew for so long on these, like... <laughs> infiltrate the gang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck everything up. I had fucking nothing better to do until I started smoking weed. I was just like, you know, like... Oh. <laughs> smoking weed, that was like the outlet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, and speaking of smoking weed, would you like to smoke weed right now? Yes, let's smoke weed I right now. I have this here spliff that I roll. That's an excellent idea. <laughs> Tops. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Yeah, until then, all I, all I, you know, I had nothing better to do with my time. I made, like, a fake blog to, like, troll this girl who had been mean to me, and I, like, made her, like, become friends with the, like, fake person who was writing this blog, and I, like, <laughs> pretended to be into all the bands that she was into on this blog. Like, totally fake person, just, like, catfished this girl in my middle school, <laughs> and then with, like... <laughs> To distribute like screen caps of stuff that she said in private to this <laughs> fake person. Really? It's like, yeah, it was a bitter, resentful, dark. I feel like <laughs> fighting people was like probably a more healthy <laughs> way of handling that sort this of is, shit. Is, I mean, it, it takes some, 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 some brain power, it's some good thinking to even, you know, come, I mean, it's a little evil, but you know. People get pushed to that point sometimes. <laughs> well, it just sucks to be, like, painfully uncool, but, like, just because, like... Like, for no real reason. Like, you're, like, not that different from your peers, but you're just, like, an easy target for some reason. And yeah. it's, like... That's how, that's how I was, man. But uh, once I got into, like... I don't know, I, of course, as moving around, I moved a lot of schools, too. Like, a whole bunch of different schools. I was really never anywhere long enough to really make an Im uh, impact. Until, I guess I made an impact because I was, like, fucking people up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I could, like, this one in-school uh, suspension teacher. God, his name was James something. Mr. James. No, Mr. Mac. 
big, big white dude. This is down when I was in elementary school. And it's in school suspension in elementary school. That's some shit. Like, <laughs> that <is> some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like what? So I was in ISS in elementary school at 28th Street Elementary. Now, I was like the most hyperactive child, period. Like, that growing up, like, I don't know, I guess they just knew that I was gonna, like, explode into this giant fucking tallness. Like, but I was just so hyperactive that it was insane. And of course, I was one of the Ritalin kids, because half of us were. <laughs> like, I was, I was heavily medicated, and to the point of I would fall asleep. But, hell, they put me in there with Mr. Mac one time. I would always do this thing where, I don't know, I would, I would just be a dick. I would fucking spin on my side and like in a circle, like I was running, <laughs> but really, really fucking fast on the floor. And like, he tried to stop me. Mm. I, I, I guess I like kicked him in, a sh- in his like ankle, and I don't know what happened, but his fucking foot blew up. Oh like, my god! Like, like he has a huge fucking foot, like for the rest of his life because of me as a little fucking child. Like he has to think about James Dewey Pryor the Third. That was my name back then. <laughs> To, to, to fucking every time he looks at his foot he's probably dead like I don't know but that sucks yeah like I did that to a dude as a fucking <laughs> hyperactive child <laughs> but that's once, <laughs> once I got to high school or really middle school middle school in Kansas City well I guess it was Shawnee Mission which is in the Kansas side of Kansas City the suburbs uh Middle school there was cool. Hawthorne Heights was the... Was it? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think it was the same as the... Hawthorne <laughs> Heights was the, the middle school or something Hawthorne. Uh, but it wasn't like the middle of it. Also, like half the kids were from one side of like the little... There was like all the little townships. The other kids were from the other half. So like I made most of my friends that I knew through high school there. So, like, uh, we all got split up and went to different high schools when we graduated middle school. So, half of us went there, and that's what we were cool with. Mm. So, when I got there, you know, there was the whole, oh, I'm sorry, the whole mixed misfit table. So, that's where we sat at lunch. We were the, the fucking weirdos, man. The goth kids, the weird emo kids, the hippie kids, the, the little rock and rollers. So, there just, like, weren't enough of you, so you were all one group? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's yeah. pretty chill. We're all in that little side, you know what I mean? The little nerds, everybody was there. Uh, you know, and then there was all the cool kids and the clicky kids and the gangs and the fucking... Like, that was still there even, even at those, the suburbs. Uh, there was all those motherfuckers. And then, you know, this was a big-ass high school, so we had the preps. Oh, shit. Uh, the cheerleaders and the jocks. And it was how it was. Like, people would fucking pick on us. And, like, we would fuck with them right back. Because, I don't know, at that point... Uh, the first middle school before that Hawthorne one was in Lenexa. It was like that was when I first met all the fucking other people that I could start getting along with. But I met this kid. Uh, he was skateboarding. I wanted him to teach me how to skateboard. He was like, he was running from somebody. I think he was running from me because uh, he thought I wanted to beat him up. He thought I wanted to beat him up, and uh, I just moved there. Mm. Yeah, I was like, wait, why are you running from somebody? And he was just like, I thought you wanted to beat me up. And I was just like, these people want to beat you up? And he was like, yeah, they always beat me up. And shit, I always got beat up. So I was just like, how about this, bro? You teach me how to skateboard a little bit, and I'll make sure nobody beats you up. Hell yeah. And, and like, that's how our friendship, like, just 
became super cool and he was like word so he taught me how to ollie and anybody that fucked with him <laughs> fucked with me and i was like the tallest kid ever so nobody fucked with me uh and girls actually liked me <laughs> some girl asked me out she was so pretty and i was like so in disbelief that someone wanted to ask me out like like it was horrible uh, i was just like no way they're like i'm totally thinking that this is some setup that your little weird jockey friend sent you over here to fuck with me right you're gonna like show up and get carried or some yeah. shit you know like, fuck but i don't know she liked me it still didn't work out it was fucking middle school yeah but, like, but <laughs> that happened like one time some some guys they were they took fucking luke's prescription pills it was like these mexican kids and they were like literally playing monkey in the middle with this kid with his medication oh my god <laughs> i had no clue what it was i just knew he was getting the bullied the fuck out of him like boom so i like choked up one of the kids that that caught the bottle and kind of like put my arm around his neck and kind of lifted them up off the ground a little bit <laughs> and I, I like took the pill and was just like he could need those why are you guys doing this? <laughs> like, I put them down. I gave them the pills. They all got scared. When I walked off, we walked on, started going home. And, oh, my God, two big-ass vans pulled up on us. Two big-ass vans. And they were full of Mexicans. So we'll walk in. There's me, Luke, this kid, Andrew Mesa, and his brother. Andrew Mesa and his brother are, like, half Mexican. And Andrew's like, fuck, bro. Like, Dude, you're fucked. And then I'm just like, oh, shit. And, like, he's like, cross the street right now and then he like talked to him he like i guess talked him away from beating the shit out of me and murdering me <laughs> like, 500 feet from my house <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, that worked out well i mean that's a happy ending to your terrifying story <laughs> all right Like a body in the ditch, goddamn. Dreams of a nigga getting rich. Woke up in Versace and all money on my wrist. Polo on my socks, got these bitches on my dick. She pulled it out my jeans and she gave my dick a kiss like wine. Money make these women turn to hoes. Money make these niggas with no money turn to foes. Yeah, money in the power, that's the goal. Money, 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 cause it's all a nigga know. Like, that's the money calling now. Tell them pull around front, nigga. I run it out, roll a eighth up in the blunt, then I, I blow it down, nigga. That shit sound like. I've been going hard since I started, nigga. All my shit recorded, nigga. More styles than a bubble, though. If I smile, I'm a I'm addicted to the better things. Swag like the other me. This the shit that I was born for. This the shit you need a arm for. Yeah, if time is bread, I'm the baker, nigga. And for my bread, I break a nigga. See, it's all black, everything. From the kicks to the piggy rack. Look, I be with some niggas down on them blocks. 
That red bean make your heart stop. I'm getting money from them handshakes. I meet the quarter like a blind date. Yeah, the real recognize real nigga. My young boy, he a real hitter. And now I send him to your living room. Have him tie you up in your children's room. Uh, yeah, for that money, I take it there. 30 rounds, leave bodies everywhere. It's never personal, it's business hope. I be chilling in the studio. Shit retarded, nigga. More styles than a barber, though. If I smile, I might blind I'm addicted to the better things. Swag like forever, man. This the shit that I was born for. This the shit you need a horn for. But so you started playing guitar in high school? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess middle school. Were you in bands? Um. Or like playing guitar with friends of yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and my friends had a band. We didn't even. I think we actually did come up with the name. Um, Insomnia Addiction. Cool, cool, that cool. That was that was I think the first one. <laughs> uh, it was me, this kid, Tony Harmon, Anthony Harmon, and uh, David. I forget David's last name, but he was cool. Uh, David played drums, Tony played guitar, and I played guitar, and we just, we mostly played, uh, Black Dog over and over again, (laughs) (laughs) and we mostly played, uh, I think The White Stripes a lot, like, uh, Seven Nation Army over and over again, uh, uh, and sometimes we just jammed, you know, we we were in the basement, we just jammed, and we all skateboarded together, like, they skated in my neighborhood and I moved right across the street from him boom we were all cool we were on the weed farm once together hell yeah that shit wait 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 so like what <laughs> can, can you speak on this oh the weed farm yeah oh fuck yeah alright talk about <laughs> robbing the weed farm I didn't even know there were weed farms in huge. Kansas City alright there was this like one of our friends who became a neo-nazi shortly thereafter uh, I don't know how he's doing <laughs> Because he had a speech impediment. Because <laughs> that—that's what happens to people sometimes. <laughs> but uh, he told us all about this weed farm that we should go raid, and you know, these are the kids that I first started smoking weed with, and shit, that shit was awesome. This is like back in the days of Halo One, Jesus, <laughs> and weed. I think like a Tool album came out. Uh, I don't even know which one it was, but it had a crazy album cover. And I remember we smoked weed, and then Tool happened, but we were so high that we didn't know that it was skipping on the first track for like two hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, that shit was crazy. So, this kid tells us about this brief corn that we should go about, and, and just like, like, we can just run in and, and bag up as much as we can and, and run out. And we're just like, we're about this. We're about that right now. Let's do it. <laughs> and we all took our bikes. It started off with six of us. It was six of us? No. Four of us. It was four of us. And me, Tony, the kid, and Dave. And we're all riding our bikes. We get there. It's all the way by this fucking rock quarry. So we rode for like, I don't know how fucking long. It felt like forever back then. Uh, we get there. We run into this giant fucking field. 
and we're like, holy shit. It's everywhere. It was, it was just growing wild. Like, I think what he said was, someone used to grow all this weed, the cops busted them and burnt it down, cause, and they were stupid, and it just all started springing back up, like, fucking ridiculous, all over the woods. Oh my god! So, we run into this field, and we're freaking out, because it's like the most weed we've ever seen in our lives, and we all got <laughs> big hefty bags, and we got backpacks, and we all fill up a giant hefty bag big old 55 gallon fucking trash bag and we fill up our backpacks with as much weed as we can we were ripping seedlings oh my god we were ripping seedlings out the ground we were fucking bending over like stalks and like grabbing bugs off the top it was fucking like heaven to anybody that smokes weed it was like the most beautiful thing I could have ever witnessed as a kid like yeah that sounds magical (laughs) so we did this and we're fucking Doing all this, this white truck that we saw, it started creeping up on us. I guess they were, like, actually monitoring these films. I mean, it makes sense. And we run into these fucking bushes. We throw our fucking bikes over this shit, all the bags and shit. And we lay down. We lay down in poison ivy. And it was horrible. It was horrible. We all got poison ivy. And it sucked so bad. But we, we didn't even know. But we, we, we were so pissed about it. And once this truck passed, we were scared as fuck. We all got on our bikes. And we're going da 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 uh, one kid pops a flat, and so he just fucking jumps off his bike, jumps on this other kid's pegs, throws one of his bags away, and his bike, and fucking throws it into the bush. And we're, we're running, we're fucking freaking out, we think we're being chased by these guys. And we we ended up lost in some neighborhood, and at some intersection, we all got into this big argument. Uh, three of us went one way, and the other kid that later became a neo-Nazi, this might have been a splitting point or something, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Uh, he went the other way so we all went to this neighborhood and we're like got this fucking bags of weed man like huge bags of weed <laughs> like <laughs> no mistake and what the fuck was going on we're walking through this little suburban neighborhood <laughs> and I'm like and these motherfuckers uh I don't know we're, we're just chilling so this guy he's watering his lawn uh, we're really thirsty, very far from home, barely know where we are. We're just walking in the direction that we think is home. <laughs> and he's watering his line, and we asked him if we can have some of this water uh, out of the hose. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And he gave us some water, he asked us if we wanted Coca-Cola's, and he said, yeah, we said, yeah, fuck yeah. And he actually offered to give us a ride home because he knew that we weren't from that neighborhood or anything. And we were like so freaking out because... Here's this guy being so nice to us. We have these giant bags of weed. Like, there's shit sticking out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like trash yeah. bags. <laughs> he didn't know. Uh, or at least he didn't let us know that he knew. Like, So we're going with it. We're like, we're full of this dude. He's about to give us a ride home. And we're like, all right, we're just going to give him the intersection of like a park that's like five blocks from our house on a walk from there. So we give him this intersection. He drops us off. He was so fucking nice. He was probably just like, go you guys. You guys are nice. <laughs> and, and like, we get dropped off. There's this park. And we're freaking out still because we got these bags of weed. But we don't know what the fuck we're going to do with these bags of weed. <laughs> uh, I left a messenger bag full of fucking weed on the drawbridge of a playground. Just boom. And I took my big ass trash bag. Uh, eventually, we all kind of just like took them to our respective homes. Uh, we came up with a, a way to dry them out. We like 
we, we basically lifted, lifted the fucking the top off the sewer drain um, and it was like the middle of summer and it wasn't gonna rain it's fucking Kansas <laughs> we dried all our weed out from under there because we couldn't like hang on from the trees like our yeah. parents would be like what the fuck <laughs> we, we dried it all out and like you know it was awesome we got a lot of weed to smoke and we uh, ended up coming across a great deal I don't know how it happened or like how this guy found out maybe we were just talking so much or something uh, I don't know um we went to this convenience store. It's attached to this, like, little crack house, basically. <laughs> it was definitely the dope house. Um, and it was right on the side of the school called South Park Elementary. I shit you not. <laughs> I shit you not. Uh, it was, uh, we went in there. Somehow, I think we propositioned him or, like, we were talking and he offered. And he offered to buy some of the weed or we got it. We convinced him to buy some of our weed. And we, we brought it to him and he was happy with it. And he asked us how much we had. We told him how much we had and how we came about it. Uh, and he was trying to get us, like, the deal was that we could have anything from his store for uh, the bag that we had. We get one big-ass bag. We have anything we wanted from his store whenever we wanted. Like, we just come in there, fucking take whatever we want, and that'll be the deal for, for a while. And then he was just like, and I'll give you a $100 a piece if you take me back to where you got it. And... You know, just show me where it came from. Uh, we didn't give him that, though. We just took the shit from the store. <laughs> we were eating Laffy Taffy's and fucking Slurpees all the time and beef jerky. It was some shit. Uh, it was like a skateboard stoner's dream. It was like, amazing. <laughs> it's like yeah. a small uh, movie plot. Yeah, it was so awesome. And, and like, like, I swear this shit sounds like it could be made up, but, like, I, I swear on my soul that... <laughs> these things really took place I as, a, as a part of my life but like you know we got that deal uh, I remember when I shit <laughs> with my brother my brother like it was like you know my brother was my big brother he beat the shit out of me and he beat me up and taught me how to fight basically and like you know we were we were uh, through through moving around we got separated at one point through a divorce uh, so he went with my dad and I went with my mom and that's like when I first went to Kansas City um, but he uh you know, I showed him, and he, like, was like, what? Like, I was like, yo, come here, I want to show you something. He's, what the fuck you want? Like, basically, like, what the fuck could you have to show me, you weirdo? But <laughs> I was like, just come the fuck on, man. Just trust me. I opened my closet door, and I was like, reach your hand in that bag. <laughs> and he reached his hand in the bag, and he pulled out a handful of fucking, like, this weed. There's a handful of weed, it's like sticks and leaves and all that shit, just all day. And it's just like, what? I was just like, yeah, you can have that. Get out of my room. <laughs> I felt so cool. <laughs> I felt so cool. I was just like, I don't even know. I'm, I'm a drug dealer now. <laughs> I've been trapping since Pampers. <laughs> like, I felt so badass. That's just like, mm. he came back and was like, let me get another handful. <laughs> it's like, nah, nigga, you can't have none of that. <laughs> that's mine that shit was crazy that's amazing that's such know. a good story what did you do after high school where'd you go uh, after high school I dropped out of high school actually um, I said fuck that true <laughs> uh, then I, I moved around so much that you know I didn't have a good foundation in any high school that I was in for one uh, I wasn't good with teachers or people because some teachers were just stupid uh 
they were teaching us backwards. There was a a time that like this is actually let me let me back up a little bit. I dropped out in Kansas City and you know, eventually through a long, crazy, twisted variety of events, <laughs> my mom found me and she took me back to Mississippi. She put me back in school. I got kicked out of school there. Uh, for having a whole bunch of knives, <laughs> like three knives, it was fun. But it's Mississippi, like, and I'm definitely the guy that stuck out there. Like by this time, I I had like decided that punk rock was the, the way I was going. Like, through all through high school, I started like I went from the emo phase into like uh, some trip pants and and then like the hair coloring and then like. Uh, you know, this is all still while, skate- while skateboarding, so it was like weird for people to see me changing so much. <laughs> uh, that was the only constant. But and then it, it went to like fucking girl pants and mohawk, and somehow I, I basically just downloaded a whole bunch of shit at one point in time, just like MP3 by MP3. Yeah. And ended up being like a global threat, and like like lower class brats, and like some dude showed me leftover crack, and. I was in love with it, and I, I was like, I can't understand the thing they're saying. I don't know what they're saying, <laughs> but it sounds really cool. And then eventually, it was like I was speaking their language because I could understand everything they were saying, and I was about it. I was like diehard about it, <laughs> like, and like I didn't know many other people like me in middle school. I, I knew two punks, but it was just because you know we were all weirdos and we hung out in the right. circle. Like, we weren't friends outside of school by any means. But they were cool. But I still never had any punk friends. Like, it was, like, there was one kid at my high school that was a punk. But, like, he was, like, there and then gone. Like, he was cool. We talked a little bit. Uh, it disappeared. But then I moved back to Mississippi. Actually, I lived with a whole bunch of kids. They were, like, raper goppy kids. And I was the only punk. Uh, that was like the first venture away from home like fuck this I was like 15 I lived with him for like a year and a half uh, I went back to Mississippi got kicked out again still no punks it was just me um, I don't know it was weird uh, I ended up in alternative school and you know I got into fights there cause <laughs> people didn't like my skinny tight jeans they thought I was gay and At alternative they, school? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't like my mohawk. Uh, they called me weird in Mississippi. Not have a lot of punk action. <laughs> I got psycho billies. Yeah. <laughs> See, because, like, I got kicked out of high school and went to alternative school also. But, like, alternative school was like, all right. I can, like, exhale. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. They, it was, like, democratic. So, like... For me to get accepted, the whole student body had to vote on whether or not I could come in after I went for the first three days. Like, I had, like, a three-day visit. Oh, that's cool. I wish my shit was like that. Yeah, it was the same for rules. Like, they wanted to ban, like, making out on campus, but we all got to vote on it. (laughs) So we were like, no, we're not banning it. (laughs) It was sick, but, like, so on my three-day visit, they were like, why'd you get kicked out of high school? And I was like, I mean, drugs. And they were like, hey, me too. Like, 13 people in the room. And I was like, okay, cool. Fuck yeah, yeah, our parents' school was wild. Like, there was a lot of drugs. The one in, was it, Shiny Mission Horizons? There was a shit ton of <coughs> drugs. Like, everybody was eating acid. 
Uh, we put acid in our teacher's drink once. Oh, yeah? We really did that shit. We put it right in her fucking coffee. And it was hilarious. It was <laughs> hilarious. She was just so... She was, like, extremely happy and extremely more helpful. Normally, she's the one that's, like, busting us. Like, people, of course, smoke in the bathroom because it's fucking alternative school. Yeah. But, you know, only, like, no one could go in and, like, everybody get in trouble. Like, they already knew what was happening. Yeah. Uh, they would just be like, yo, put them out and go to fucking class. You know what I mean? Uh, one time, she, like, went into the bathrooms. She came into the boys' bathroom and she was, like, whispering, like, the principal's coming. Put him out. He's coming. He's coming. Like, she was, like, trying to, like, be cool. <laughs> I don't know. It was hilarious. And then she did the same thing into the girls' bathroom, and then the principal came. <laughs> and she creeped back to her fucking room or something, dude. Like, fucking... Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Mississippi alternative school. Lame. 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 Lying. Get the fuck up out my face, she lying. 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 Get the fuck up out my face. These hunters, these hunters, these hunters, my niggas like drummers. Huh? We stackin' these commas, we stretch up our llamas If niggas want drama, we blow like Osama Gunga, Baraka, Baraka, Obama That chopper, two shots, turn brains in the pasta I smoke like a rasta, come to my city Mi casa, su casa, you get it, I copped it Take what I want it, nigga, fuck your plan Young nigga want it, say time is money The clock is still ticking, but I got attention Double attention, pop just what missing Fuck all you snitches, fuck all you bitches Fuck all the riches, pop more That's in the sentence, you get it, you get it Lying, lying, lying Get the fuck up out my face, you lie, 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 Bobby licking on my face She about it, we about it Turn that pussy to a lake Super high and sipping, driving Never end up with a case Popping Addy, smoking Cali Man, I'm all over the place Hey, watch me sway Feel like I've been up for days Watch me put my city on a way Bitch, I give no fucks about what you say
get the fuck up out my face. Life, 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 life. Did you graduate from there? No, no, that's when I I dropped out. Like, um, that's the one that I, I I like chose to drop out in Kansas City and my mom found me. She took me back to Mississippi and the alternative school that I went to there I dropped out of because literally you can do nothing cool there. Like there there was like a fight or the teachers like they just couldn't talk. Like so like it wasn't a place to even attempt to learn you know yeah well i dropped out of there and my my mom and my stepdad decided that uh if i don't either get a job or a gd or whatever then you know i'm getting kicked out so i signed up for job corps uh and i went to job corps and i learned how to build houses and i got my gd uh i stayed there for nine months in alabama uh that was cool really clicky um you know same thing at first I didn't fit in but like people started eventually fucking with me so it was cool you know they were they were weirded out that I was a weird dude you know I showed up with a fucking guitar and like in a suit like hang with a mohawk <laughs> like, <laughs> like and you know they they probably thought I was a weird guy but a lot of people started to like me and some one of the, the head dudes that like beats people up tried to fight me and I defended myself quite well so I earned some points there um, <laughs> that was fun he eventually got expelled so I didn't have to worry about him anymore uh, there were of course all the gangs there was the Bloods, the Crips and the Folks and the Folk kids were it was kind of split up by trade to tell you the truth like it was really split up by trade the gangs like, I was in uh, facility maintenance, which was to learn how to build a house completely. And then there was carpentry, electrical, and plumbing, and so on. Uh, we had all the folks. Uh, and then there was the Crips and the Bloods and carpentry and shit. And, like, that's how it was. So And they, they were really organized. They weren't, like, like, they're just going around beating people up and shit. Like, these people were fucking super organized. And it was, it was kind of cool. But the folks liked me because they apparently worshipped the devil. And they figured that I, too, would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, hell Satan. <laughs> and uh, we all got along. <laughs> and, you know, we would sell a duster to people. Uh, out of jack-o'-lantern balloons. <laughs> what? everybody would get high. Uh, we would sell uh, lean to people. Back when it was, like, not a super big thing. Uh, we would sell pills. We would sell it all, man. Like, and my mom's gonna hear this shit. <laughs> no, we would, though. Like, we would leave if we came up on something when we were outside. Like, on the weekends, we got to go off campus. So if we ever got something that we could sell to somebody that they wanted, like, everybody wanted to party. So whether it's weed, pills, like, some fucking promethazine, like, fucking whatever it was, we would sell it just because... Uh, I'm still fucking stuck on <laughs> <laughs> Duster out of yeah, That shit was awesome. That, that we had to stop doing that because people started getting crazy. <laughs> 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 I'm saying people started videotaping like 
people on Dustin, bro. It was ridiculous. It was like, I don't know. I, it, it was ridiculous. People would start inhaling it and start convulsing. And yeah. they couldn't move and shit. And they would try to be active. And one dude, like, was just, he couldn't, excuse me, he couldn't say shit at all. He couldn't say anything. He was drooling and kind of convulsing like this and he ended up walking out of the trade building into the rain and then people just started bringing their phones out and I was just like yeah we're gonna get expelled like we can't we can't be doing this so, like the, that's the last of the jack o lantern balloons <laughs> oh that's so good and, and surprisingly uh, there was it was kind of like jail but not really it was kind of like uh a juvenile detention facility for people between the ages of like 17 to 24 uh but like some people were sentenced there and some people chose to go mm-hmm. um so like snacks were a big thing like i shit you not snacks were a huge thing <laughs> people would do a lot for some snacks <laughs> like and a lot of people couldn't go off campus because they were fucking sentenced to be there uh so you know you bring them something back and you know, they'll, they'll give you money. Like, you got paid there every week. You did a job. You know what I mean? Uh, we had these things where it, it was like war. Uh, it was, there were quads. Uh, and there were quads versus quads and shit. And, like, I'm serious. Like, somehow a quad would get into the other quad. The whole thing where someone, like, let them into a window or they, like, snuck past the RA or some shit. And they beat the shit out of people with pillows with pillows and like these aren't your average fucking pillows these things are like those like they're like I don't know like I don't even know how to describe them they're like these little shitty plastic like wrap bullshit uncomfortable issue pillows and like if you could wind it up hard enough into the <laughs> corner of the pillowcase it's like a brick <laughs> and they would run in on somebody's room that they had a problem with and it would be like 12 people running into one whole room and just <laughs> Like, they beat this one kid up. He was this kid. We called him light-skinned because uh, he was light-skinned. He was a piece of shit. Like, he thought he was the coolest motherfucker ever. And he was our roommate. Like, one time, I told him to shut the fuck up because, like, I don't know. It takes a lot to get me to tell you to shut the fuck up because uh, I give people chances. Uh, <laughs> but he would do this thing in the middle of the night. Like, he'd be on both of his phones talking to girls, and he'd have his clock radio up at like 2.30 in the morning it's like bro like we all gotta get up at the same time tomorrow and go do a job like come on Uh, I told him once he didn't listen the next time I smashed his fucking clock radio he didn't do shit I think he broke my guitar actually that's the kid I think broke my guitar I had a Les Paul that got smashed somehow Uh, (laughs) I think it was him but one day everybody came in and they fucked him up like, he got Donkey Kong punched. You ever see anybody get Donkey Kong punched? I, I don't, I don't even like, think I know what you're referring <laughs> like, like, imagine uh, Donkey Kong running. Yeah. Like, I was just, like, doing that while he was running. Uh, dude, he got beat up like that while he was in his bed. He didn't get a chance. Like, there was a lot of people and a, a, lot, of, a lot of hate <laughs> towards this man's fucking life. <laughs> like... We had a, a chick slit a chick's throat once. That was some shit. Uh, but that chick who got her throat slit deserved it. And it don't matter what any of her friends say. She was a piece of shit. 
she would torment this nice girl all the all the time, and the girl finally like didn't want to fucking take it up, take up, yeah, take it anymore, and she fucking. I don't know, snuck a razor blade in that bitch and slit that bitch's throat. She didn't die. It was crazy. We saw blood squirting. It was like, oh my we're god. We were like peek, peeking through the window. Like, she did it wrong. She didn't get the jugular. She just kind of. Yeah. Blightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was watching too many movies. <laughs> you gotta get like ear to ear, man. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. But she ended up, unfortunately, getting put in a mental facility because some fucking cunt like to pick on her too much you know what I mean like push somebody to their limits and the the chick that got her throat slit like <laughs> she had like a fucked up voice for the rest of that time but she got to stay and everybody had to feel sorry for her and we're all like fuck that bitch <laughs> fuck her like she shouldn't have been fucking with the chick <laughs> like man, that's life now she yeah. got a fucking voice for the rest of her fucking life (laughs) (laughs) what'd you do after job core um I started going to college um for a semester (laughs) and then that begins my Philadelphia journey alright yeah Yeah. no I went to college uh down south of Mississippi I went back home I graduated I got all my shit you know everything was lovely uh I started going to college for computer programming because I figured it'd make money. So, you know, I chose it. I started going. I realized I didn't really like school. (laughs) 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 It wasn't really my thing. Uh, Of course, I was still friends with the skateboarders and the nerds there. Like, we just played Halo in, like, the the cafeteria area. It was pretty fucking cool. We have, like, the computers linked up and killing each other. (laughs) But, uh, so, on... This wasn't planned. It, it just made sense. Uh, on spring break of my first year, um, I came to Philadelphia just to come. I was actually, uh, well, it don't matter. But I came here <laughs> and it was cool. Uh, shit took place. Uh, me and my daughter's mom got together. Uh, before she was my daughter's mom, of course. <laughs> uh, we got together and we started, uh, we got a house and stuff, so I never went back. I said, fuck that. I dropped out of school right then and there and decided to stay here, and it was awesome. And, you know, we, I met punks, and long story short, I ended up in Philadelphia. But we're going to skip the whole baby mom's part. Yeah. And to, let's, well, like, let's go to the punks. Like, yeah. so did you, you start playing music with punks that you met here? Like, who were, mm-hmm. well, you know? Yeah, so... Um, we're walking around 30 Street Station and Zach Volta comes running out of Bridgewaters <laughs> and, you know, charged as fuck. He's like, yo, come to this murder junkie show. It's going to be cool. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he told us about the show. We went to the show and boom, hit it off with everybody I met that night. Slug, Jerry, Gutter. Uh, I met Zaya. I met, who else did I meet? I think that was it. Oh, Zerbs. I met Zerbs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just met the whole internal crew. Um, and we were chilling. We saw the murder junkies. And then, you know, it, we ended up moving into the fish flat somehow, which was fucking awesome. So we got to stay at the fish flat for a little bit. Um, and that was the start of everything. After the fish flat came, um, 
really fucking uh, not a squat. After the fish flood, it was not a squat, and uh, that's when everything started happening with the bands. Uh, me, Jerry, and Zaya were just chilling, and we jammed, and boom, Common Alliance. Common Alliance happened, and <laughs> then we were just fucking Common Alliance. <laughs> That did shit, it, it was crazy. Did it like feel awesome to finally be like doing that shit? Like had you like wanted to be doing that? Yeah. Like like the bands that I like were in, like I did a whole bunch of indie stuff, like but they weren't really bands, it was just me. Like making music. And yeah. I would name them like shit. Like I had a band called So Violent with Eggs. And I, like, posted posters all around my fucking high school one day. It was, like, a picture with, like, an egg on my face. And I was, like, <laughs> yeah. And I had a, a band called The Vacant Blacktop, which was, like, my indie band. I would, like, basically sound like, I don't know, it was, like, a monotone, interpol-y uh, type band. It was cool. Uh, and then, like... You know, once I finally found people that wanted to make music with me, of course it was going to be punk. <laughs> like, it, there was no choice. Like, that was just the way it was meant to be. So, we did Common Alliance and we started playing shows and it's just like I fell into the right group of people and it just magically fucking happened. <laughs> and now I tour with these motherfuckers all the time, just out of nowhere. <laughs> So what made you decide to start start doing the hip-hop stuff? I don't know, man. One day, like, I shit you not, I woke up, I wrote a song. It was uh, Hello World. I wrote Hello World. And, you know, at this point I was using, you know, Audacity. I still do. That's the program I choose. Uh, fucking, I was just recording it. And to me, that shit sounded great. So I put it out immediately. I, I had, like... Uh, SoundCloud from like production work that I was doing just out of nowhere I was just like making ambient music like just anything uh, and putting on SoundCloud and I just turned it into a hip hop thing and I couldn't stop writing it just it just happened and like I just started fucking sending it to everybody and it was shitty like the first <laughs> the first shit was shitty like compared like quality wise and like even just like my flow like I got better as time went on uh, I don't know it just it just happened and it, it people were surprisingly digging it I mean <laughs> it's awesome and like the videos that are awesome and stuff like <laughs> yeah. it's just like I don't know like I interviewed Khalil was probably like I don't know like my 10th interview that I ever did and yeah, I, yeah. but like he like you know I just think it's cool like like that you guys are making hip hop that the punks like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's hip hop that the punks like or if it's just that the punks like who's making the hip hop. <laughs> that, I mean, that's fair, but I mean, like, awesome. like seeing it at shows and stuff. Yeah. It's just like it. It's a beautiful thing. I believe it belongs there. Yeah, uh, like I think it makes sense. Yeah, like hip hop and punk rock goes together so well. Like, you know, I, I got some, some grimy shit, but, you know, I got some stuff that makes a little bit more sense than that grimy shit, too. Uh, I just like to give people a feeling. They have that feeling during that song and then move on. 
<laughs> You're doing like collaborations now too, right? Like who's yeah, the female yeah. vocalist who's on oh, your stuff? That is Koi Love. Uh, Koi Love is pretty cool. She's uh, the captain of the Imani team. Uh, and it's like she has a few little people underneath her that are, that are doing some hip hop too. But uh, she's pretty cool. She, I actually met her walking home from the Chinese store around the corner from my house. She like saw my vest and she thought it was cool. And then, like we kind of like started talking and turns out she did hip hop and then we kind of just like reached out on that note. And yeah, I showed her the DIY ethic of it and she just kept coming through and we started hanging out and making more music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I follow you on SoundCloud and like I have like like I think like the stuff with her sounds really cool. Like her voice yeah. is awesome. Like it's a cool collaboration. Yeah, she's mad dope. Uh, all the collabs that we have are pretty cool and there'll most likely be tons more collabs. Uh I know she's I believe it's called uh Visions Reloaded. It'll be another project. She just dropped Visions. Uh and I'm on that one, uh, and I'll, I'll most likely be on Visions Reloaded uh, with some dope fire for everybody. <laughs> uh, her projects are always pretty damn cool. Uh, cool. Well, thank you. I think this is really good. <laughs> yeah, we're like perfect on time. Thank you. Hell yeah. I think that was awesome. Super duper guy, I'm super duper high. I got super duper swag, I'm just super duper fly. Keep a super duper wet, give her super duper pipe. Roll a super duper blunt and get super duper high. I'm a super duper guy, I'm super duper high. I got super duper swag, and just super duper fly. Keep her super duper wet, give her super duper pipe. Roll a super duper blunt and get super duper high. A Fendi bag of money, a Bugatti, Maserati, and a mansion full of gummies. Little Debbie, some gelato, and some pussy dipped in honey. I'ma eat it when I see it, cause a nigga got the munchies. I could donkeys all my shit. Feed me as and feed me tips. I just need the CID, and if shit legal, I'ma hit. Leave a stick, leave a tip. Cop some soda, then some chips. Famous aimers on these niggas. Don't a kid, I'm in the mix. I'm in this bitch. Go take a switch so I can be. That as proper. I just cop some new beast and shit was made by a doctor. I've been smoking vendor shit, that shit be stashed in the locker. I'm so high if I came down right now, that shit be a shocker. Yeah. I'm a super duper guy, I'm super duper hot. I got super duper swag, I'm a super duper pot. Keep it super duper wet, give her super duper pipe. Roll a super duper blunt and get super duper hot. I'm a super duper guy, I'm super duper hot. I got super duper swag, I'm a super duper pot. Keep it super duper wet, give her super duper pipe. Roll a super duper blunt and get super duper hot. Keep in the middle and put the crumble on top I like smoking so much, man, you can't pay me to stop Between smoking and fucking, I would choose all the weed Cause these bitches start talking and that's that shit I don't need
smoke so much, I swear I can feel the earth move. Earth butter on my toes. You know my shit stay infused with THC. You can't lose that shit all up in my food. When I mix it with the movements, I go skate on the moon. I'm a super duper guy. I'm super duper high. I got super duper swag. I'm a super duper fly. Keep it super duper wet. Give her super duper vibe. Run a super duper blunt and get super duper high. I'm a super duper guy. I'm super duper high. I got super duper swag. I'm a super duper fly. Keep it super duper wet. Give her super duper vibe. Run a super duper blunt and get super duper high. Okay, that pretty much wraps up the interview. Um, if you would like to complain about my infrequency of posting, you can email me at concerns at tastevampirepodcast.com. If you'd like your music to be played on an episode, you can email me at music at tastevampirepodcast.com. And if you would like to be interviewed, you can email me at interviewplz at tastevampirepodcast.com. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, etc. Although I don't know why you would right now because I'm being so goddamn unreliable about posting. Um, and let's see. Oh, recommendations. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I think you all need to listen to the Italian artist Tater. Um, Right now, the easiest way to listen to the recordings of his that I'm particularly enjoying is by calling the Noise Hotline for No Rent Records. I'll post the link to that um, on the website. Um, my second recommendation is... Um, God, I'm really, really DNH right now. One second. Okay, my second recommendation is a project called Forever Gray that my friend Matt Becky showed me that is just purely enjoyable sad boy goth music. And my third recommendation is LXV's um, newest release on Anamia, I believe the label is pronounced, called um, something to do with Clear. I'll post a link to that as well. Um, sorry I don't have my shit together. Until um, next week, I'm Rosie, and you've been listening to Taste Me Empire.